Welcome to Locks on Horn Frogs. It's game week and we have depth charts, baby. That's right. We have a depth chart, but we still have questions at the quarterback position. We'll talk all that more next on Locked on Horn Frogs. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, it is Locked On Horn Frogs. We have made it to game week. TCU plays Colorado on the road on Friday night. And on Monday, we got a depth chart from Sonny Dykes and the coaching staff. And some questions were answered, some weren't. So we'll start with the quarterback position, which I know is you know something that's been a huge topic of conversation all offseason long. Really thought we'd get some sort of resolution to it a few weeks before the start of the season, and at least publicly we have not. On uh, Monday, the depth chart was as follows. Max Duggan or Chandler Morris, and then Sam Jackson was also listed there as the third teamer. But Sonny Dykes reiterated on Monday that he thinks all three quarterbacks are going to play. Now, if you had to ask me today, I still believe, even though Max Duggan is listed first on the depth chart, that or gives them the possibility of starting Chandler Morris. I think Chandler Morris is going to start the game. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at this point if Max Duggan trotted out there for the first offensive series um, because he's still right in the thick of this battle and it's been made known that he's going to play. I I believe Sam Jackson's going to play. Um, I just think it'll either be in a special package at QB or it's going to be in the slot, in the running back position, maybe a little bit of both. So I believe all three of them will play. I still think Chandler Morris will be the starter. Um, But, hey, he doesn't want to tip his hand as far as who's going to be the guy. Maybe they still are figuring this out. It's concerning to me. I really don't like the idea of rotating quarterbacks, even in games against Colorado and Tarleton to start the season. I don't think this team's good enough to be just, like, playing around with who who's the man getting guys live reps. But apparently it hasn't been resolved. So Max Duggan, Chandler Morris, Sam Jackson, all expected to play on Friday night when TCU hits the field against Colorado. Some other takeaways from this chart. On the offensive side of the ball, all four running backs were listed, and there was an or by all their names. So there was really no clarity there. Now, Kendra Miller... I expect to be the guy to hit the field first, and his name was first on the list. But then after that, it was or Amari Di Mercado or Trent Battle or Amani Bailey. Let me give some props to Amari Di Mercado real quick because he's a he's a COVID like six year senior, and you know he had a good game against Baylor last year. When I saw that he was coming back, I thought, oh well, that's I mean good for him. You know, using your ability, that's fine. But I really thought he would kind of get buried behind Amani Bailey, the transfer from Louisiana. Um, and then there were a couple other transfers that didn't really work out. But Trent Battle even was somebody who I was like, I wonder if, if Dean Mercado will be ahead of him. But it seems like he's been really impressive and has had a good fall camp. I still think uh, by the end of the season, Bailey and Miller, Miller will have the most carries and then Bailey will be behind him. But I think they really trust Marty Mercado. And he's just a solid player. I mean, I know he does really good things in pass protection as well. On the receiver side, Quentin Johnson is at that one outside receiver spot. Tay Barber in the slot. Savion Williams actually getting the nod in that second outside wide receiver spot 
Um, and he's had a good camp. He's gotten a lot of praise from the coaching staff. So that's, uh, I think, a good sign for, you know, the junior who has that physical skill set like Quentin Johnson has, but the potential hasn't really been tapped in. And then at the Y position, which is another wide receiver spot, um, Jacarius Spivey and DeAndre Rogers are the one-two there, and then Chase Curtis as well. So they have a Y wide receiver and then also a tight end. So it looks like Jacarius Spivey and Jared Wiley will be on the uh, field at the same time. Jared Wiley is your starting tight end on the depth chart. Um, okay, offensive line, you're starting five. At left tackle, Brandon Coleman. Left guard, Steve Avila. Center, Alan Ali. Right guard, John Lands or Wes Harris. And then right tackle, Andrew Coker. Um, so a few things here. One, uh, Steve Avila is going to be your guard. He was your starting center for most of the year last year. And then Alan Ali, the SMU transfer, starting at center. So that's kind of interesting. We'll see if those two guys flip-flop at some point during the season, but that's where they are right now. I think this interior offensive line has a chance to be really good. Now, right now, Wes Harris is listed as your number two, or I guess technically he's the or guy, so he could be the starter. Um, but whether it's Lands or Harris, you know, Harris is a guy that's been really productive when he's been on the field. He's just been plagued by injuries so much. Avila has been a really solid player for them for years. And then Alan Ali at center is a guy coming in with a lot of starts. But that Avila, um, Ali, and then possibly Lanzer Harris combo in the middle of that line is is really formidable. Like I like that lineup a lot, and I think it's gonna uh, show up in a big way. You know, protecting the middle of that pocket. My concerns are at tackle. Brandon Coleman and Andrew Coker are both guys that have had a number of starts in their career, but they're both fairly new to this tackle position, and you have to find a way to protect your QB from the edges. Um, so that's going to be a huge key. You know, the other thing I'll say about the offensive line, not a lot of depth there. Your number two left tackle is Robbie Rochester, the UConn transfer. Now, I think this is actually a positive. Garrett Hayes is your second left guard. Um, so we'll see if he finds his way in the rotation. But Garrett was a, a highly sought-after recruit, um, and he just hasn't really hit the field yet. And then Michael Nichols is your second right tackle. So if you have injuries to this offensive line, then you're going to be in trouble. But I think the starting five actually has a chance to be pretty solid. Okay, quickly on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so the thing that stood out to me the most, Dominic Williams, 17-year-old freshman, he's your starter for week one at nose tackle against Colorado. He's got the body type. He looks the part. He's a really impressive kid. Um, but that is a big ask, as I've been saying during this offseason. That's a big ask of a true freshman to come in and take on you know grown men at uh, on the defensive line, facing those big offensive linemen across the country. Um, but they feel pretty confident in him, and I, I think it shows just what a huge recruiting win that was. You know, they got Dominic. He was originally supposed to go to Cal, but they were able to get him, and, I mean, it was just massive. Like, it, it changed um, the whole complexion of the defense when they landed him. Elsewhere on the defense, uh, your starting DNs are Dylan Horton and Terrell Cooper. Linebackers, Z Winters, Jomoy Hodge, and Johnny Hodges. Shadrach Banks is your number two behind Jamoy Hodge at that middle linebacker position. Linebacker is pretty thin right now as they try to get Marcel Brooks back. Also, um, Terrence Cooks is out for what looks like an extended period of time as well. So that's another one of those positions you can't really afford injuries. At corner, Josh Newton is your starter ahead of Noah Daniels. On the other side, Travis Hodges or Ken Stewart. I think it'll be Hodges as long as he is healthy throughout the majority of the season. And then your safeties, 
uh, Bud Clark, Mark Perry. Um, and yeah, that's your depth chart. So exciting stuff on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Some young guys stepping up. Um, I really think that secondary has a chance to be really good this season. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out. I, I just want to I want to know more about this quarterback rotation, this quarterback system when the season starts. When we come back, we're going to discuss um, Colorado a little bit. We'll get into it. We'll break down their offense going into this game. On Friday night. Before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. It's going to be a huge weekend of college football. You know it, Labor Day weekend, kicking off the year. Um, you want to find news for every league, including college football. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. They have in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. You're going to veg out on the TV all weekend. Why not try to make some money? Go to Bet Online today. You can use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Get it done, guys. Go there. Try to make some money. Do it today. Again, that is Bet Online. Okay, uh, segment two here on Locked on Horn Frogs on a Tuesday. Um, so Colorado, right? Picked to finish last in the in the Pac-12. Um, lost a lot of production from last year, but this is their home opener. You know, TCU has a new coaching staff, and so I was poking around today looking at this team, trying to get a closer look at who they are. Um, and so first off, they have a new offense coordinator, Mike Sanford, who was a longtime experienced guy, but he comes over from Minnesota where he had some success as the Golden Gophers OC, and now he takes over play calling at Colorado. Um, the Buffaloes also have a quarterback situation that's played out during the offseason and has not been resolved. The two players that are uh, battling it out and trying to get that QB spot are Brendan Lewis, who's the incumbent, and J.C. Shrout, the transfer from Tennessee. So Brendan Lewis last season um, – he had a 58% completion percentage. He threw for 1,540 yards, 10 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, he also ran for almost 200 yards on 98 carries. Not sure. I think a lot of those stats were affected by his rushing stats, at least were affected by sacks. Um, but this offense last season was really abysmal. Uh, you know, they're one of the worst in the nation. And so Lewis is, you know, the starter that's coming back. But J.C. Shrout, who has not played much, was a highly rated recruit and was on the team there at Tennessee before transferring, has also been battling, trying to get this job. And um, Carl Durrell said today that both those guys are going to play. So we could see five quarterbacks on Friday night between the two teams, the three QBs at TCU is playing on playing, and then Brendan Lewis and J.T. Shrout also getting in the game for Colorado. Again, you know, changing up this offense a little bit, um, coming in with a new OC, trying to jumpstart things. One fascinating thing to me about this matchup, last season Colorado's offense was abysmal. TCU's defense last year was really bad. And so a big key for this game might just be, you know, that kind of weakness on weakness coming into the year who's improved more, right? Like who has taken some leaps and strides to this point that shows up on game day and makes a big difference. As far as running backs go, six-year senior Alex Fontenet has rushed for 1,200 yards during his career. He looks to be the lead guy. Also, Deion Smith is someone who is expected to be in that rotation. Only 260 career yards, but he is a young player. Tight ends, uh, Brady Russell led the team in receiving yards last season. 
Um, he's kind of the leader of this team, leader of this offense. They have some redshirt freshmen behind him. Uh, wide receiver-wise, so one name you might recognize, R.J. Sneed. He transferred in from Baylor. Um, and then they have some other seniors. Daniel Arias, Maurice Bell had good off-seasons, uh, according to buffzone.com. And then true sophomore Chase Penny and Ty Robinson are also trying to crack the rotation. So not many proven wide receivers. Really, their top guys may be R.J. Sneed who's coming over from Baylor. So some questions at wide receiver, some questions at quarterback. Again, not a ton of returning production for this team. And then offensive line is where they're actually, they actually, the team itself, the coaching staff seems to have some optimism. They got three starters coming back and Frank Phillip, uh, who's a tackle, Jake Wiley, um, who's also a tackle, and then guard Casey Roddick. All three project to be starters again. Um, and then they have a couple new guys, Noah Finsky and Austin Johnson, who have battled throughout the offseason for some of those interior offensive line spots. So Colorado is trying to get better. This offensive line was really bad last year. They they were one of the leaders in the nation and sacks allowed. Again, can TCU, not uh, this defensive line, very unproven. Dominic Williams, a true freshman. Got Dylan Horton and Terrell Cooper on the edges trying to get to the quarterback. Can they find a way to get home? Can they find a way to be disruptive? That's going to prove to be a huge matchup in this football game. I really like TCU's chances this week. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win big. I will say, though, if it's sloppy at times, don't get too discouraged. This is a new, you know, in a lot of ways, kind of a new team with a brand new coaching staff. Um, and Colorado is going through some transition as well. But this TCU defense, they have to find a way to force some turnovers, get some stops, have some sort of pulse. I think this offense is going to score points. But with a new coaching staff, with maybe a new QB in there, I'm not sure you can just expect this offense to come out and immediately put 40 points up on the road in the first game of the year. The defense is going to have to be somewhat effective and not just be a total sieve against this Colorado team. Tomorrow we'll have more talk on the Buffaloes and the Horn Frogs that's coming up this weekend. This is Locked On Horn Frogs. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team 